Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Today we have on Bethany and she and I go way back. We were friends in high school. Um, we connect, reconnected in college and then reconnected again, even outside of college. And I have been following Bethany's businesses and she's just such an inspiration, more so than her business, just because she is so real and transparent and vulnerable. And Jenny and I have talked about that. That's something we really cling to in our small business life. And so we knew as soon as we did a podcast, we knew we had to bring Bethany on. And so, um, Bethany, go ahead and say hello and tell us what you do. Hi, guys. I am a small business owner, obviously. (laughs) I've been a hair and makeup artist since 2010. And I started my hair and makeup business, Bethany Lee's Hair and Makeup, in 2015. And it's, it's multifaceted. I have a bridal business, but I also work in the salon and... I work for some other hair and makeup teams as well. And then, yeah, I I also have um, my network marketing business with Young Living that I started doing in 2019. And I have owned a hat business, co-owned a hat business. So lots of hats that I've worn. (laughs) Literally. Literally. And actually the hats that you sold are now the hats that are like super in style. You should claim that. um, (laughs) You should claim that you started that fashion. (laughs) You're why everybody's wearing the hats. Oh man. Yeah. It was kind of ahead of the time. And now I see them everywhere and they're like Uh all over South Congress and Austin. So Uh yeah, I wore mine when we were in Chicago visiting Jenny and her oldest is in high school. And he was like, you look like a suburban mom. And I was like, (laughs) well, I am a suburban mom. You own it. Oh my gosh. They're for Bethany, everyone now. Shout out to Young Living. I use Young Living as well <laughs> in my roller so good. I always joke. I'm like, I came for the oils, but like stayed for the community. It's yeah. just, it's really awesome. I love that you use it too. <laughs> We're going to give Bethany's social media handles at the end, but she does give really good pointers about what to, how she uses her oils. I know Bethany, they've helped you a lot. Like, um, you diffuse them a lot for, for emotional wellness as well. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Definitely. Like have it on right now. (laughs) Emotional (laughs) support, immune support. I love using them for my skin. I mean, my hormones, like I could just go on. Yeah. They're amazing. I'm a fan. I love that. And now your hair and again, we'll give her social media handles, but she posts a lot of like hair and makeup things that you would see on Pinterest. Um, she said she does weddings and she does, and you get to see all the brides and the bridesmaids. And do you do that locally outside of Austin or out yeah. of Austin, I guess? So it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm like a hair gypsy. Um, I'm always on the road and I started my bridal hair and makeup business in the Woodlands. So I lived in the Houston area for about four years and I was kind of forced to start my own business because I had worked for Tony and Guy 
from like the time that I graduated beauty school and I was an educator for that company. I was a manager for a while. I loved cutting hair for them, but they closed the Woodlands location. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go with this group of educators that I worked with that I really loved and respected. And I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And so yeah, I still have a clientele there and I still go back once a month at least to take care of some clients there and see my friends. And it just became like, I mean, like a second family for me there. So I do work in the woodlands still sometimes, but primarily Austin, but you know, weddings are everywhere, like all mm-hmm. over the whole country. And so I'm I'm always just like on the road, going to different venues. What was last year like? Like because the wedding industry plummeted in 2020, did you did you see a drop off in your client, like in your work base for that? Oh my gosh, yes! And it was difficult because I just relocated from Nashville to Austin um, the year before, so it was still kind of new. And I, it was just like every other day, I was having a bride say, we have to postpone, we have to cancel. Mm -hmm. And so it was extremely difficult. Well, and even (laughs) not, not just the bridal part, but doing hair, like you were shut down for a a, salons were shut down till mid June. Right. So I was pretty fortunate because yeah, the, the salon that I work at now is where I was working then. And we were shut down from March to like the end of May, but it's just me and another stylist. So people did feel more comfortable um, mm. about coming back to us. And it did shut down again, like kind of during, I think it was June or July, but yeah, it was definitely challenging. It was not as busy as it would have otherwise been, of course, but mm-hmm. we were lucky enough to be able to kind of maintain a steady stream somewhat of clients. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm the same age as you. So I know when you say you started your own business in 2010, you were young. Well, I started cutting hair in 2010, but 2015 is when I, I started hair, Beth Neely's hair and makeup. Yeah, but still. Okay, was, well, still. Was, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, we were oh. fresh out of college. Um, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. I just went for it. <laughs> None of us do. Yeah. <laughs> I Swinging still it. don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's something that you learned in 2020 that you don't think that you would have learned? If COVID hadn't happened. Oh my gosh. It was the most transformative year. One of the most for me, because I mean, in my personal life, things were shifting quite a bit. Um, so I, I know Christina knows, but I went through a divorce. Um, and that definitely made me shift my, like wondering what's my why in my business? Like, why am I going to work hard? Like, what am I, what kind of life am I wanting for myself? And so, I mean, I think always that's important to like look at in small business, but you know, when you're in a partnership, you, you have such a different idea of like what your why is. And now, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like I had to figure out how to be independent and how to set, you know, different time parameters for myself and just make really intentional decisions about, you know, spending time with people. And just, it was, it was just a lot of things that I had to learn by default. So it, yeah. That's a lot lot of, um, I had another friend go through a divorce in 2020 and that's a lot of those of us that didn't, it was still like such a 
pivotal year and draining year. And you really felt like you were sinking. Jenny and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And so to mm-hmm. have that thrown on top of that had like, like just so much admiration towards you and inspiration, because that's insane Thanks. that you got, and you got through it. Like we're kind of on the yeah. other side of 2020. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I feel like really God opened the doors for me to have such wonderful people surrounding me during that time. So I was connected with a bridal team called Think Brink. And I hadn't really worked for a big bridal team before. I was just always kind of on my own in the woodlands and I would hire out people to be on my team. But I was like, I'm going to be open to this. And it was so good for my soul. Like those, those women are so wonderful and they inspire me. And so working with them, like really lifted my spirits. And then my young living business um, was really kind of just starting to pick up at that time too. And so having like just random zoom meetings with my coworkers from all over the country and developing really wonderful relationships um, through that was so needed. And I just, I, I knew that, I mean, that was a gift. And so it's hard being a small business owner sometimes because it's like, sometimes you feel like alone, but I I don't know. That really helped me feel like I was not alone. And it didn't feel weird because everybody was Zooming in 2020, right? Yeah, it's not weird. No. So, did all your businesses, um, well, like, how did all your businesses start? What, what, so, hair and makeup was first, and then the others kind of evolved from that, or have has it all been at different times? So, I mainly just did hair with Tony and Guy in the beginning. I just cut, and then I started getting into makeup, and they would send me to trainings, and I really got into bridal work pretty much like in 2015 when I was just kind of like, all right, I'm on my own. I've got to figure out my strengths because I, I didn't do hair color at the time. And so, yeah, I had to um, really figure out what that was going to look like for me. And I fell in love with working um, in the bridal industry. And then I um, started the hat business with my ex-husband and he was really interested in refurbishing vintage cowboy hats that we would find and just basically reshaping them and dyeing them. We started watercoloring them and sewing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really (laughs) cool. And ended up getting a lot of good feedback just in random places like airports and Uh people wanted to know where they could get them. And so that wasn't that wasn't going to be a small business, but it just became kind of so so fun. Yeah. I love that. That's usually like how the most magical businesses come about. I think is not, you don't set out to do that. It kind of just evolves itself. And I like that. One minute we're like making a vintage cowboy hat look really neat in the kitchen. And the next, like there, we had a pop-up shop at Nordstrom and like, that was (laughs) like, what? It was cool. So yeah. And I mean, so I, I'm not going to say like, I am a, I mean, I guess I am a hat maker, but, um, yeah, it was, it was cool learning so much about how to run that type of business because it's just so different, you know, being a maker versus providing like services. Mm-hmm. Services. What is yeah. the, what's like the, like, what are some of the differences that you see and what's like better about doing services versus making 
Um, I mean, I think they're both, it's really important to develop good relationships, but I think that when you are making goods, I've realized that it's so important to surround yourself with people that are kind of like where you want to be. And so we were able to get, uh, involved with the round top antique festival and meet the owners of stash and they, kind of took us under their wing and we were able to have a pop-up there and learn from them and they make really amazing handmade leather goods. And so just hearing their stories, but I think when you're providing services, like I just, I don't know, cause everybody's so different. And so you really have to decide what you want it to look like. But I think that for me, it's ever evolving. Whereas goods like I don't know. I think you just, you've really got (laughs) to develop good relationships within the industry too. Yeah. Like it's kind of about being seen at some point of like, you can make these goods, but are they in front of people? Right. Yeah. Stronger together for sure. Um, Do you feel it? We're both like, oh my goodness. I know. (laughs) Well, our last episode, we were like really, we felt like we talked over each other so much. So now I feel like we're both like silent. (laughs) Not for the extra voices, but I was going to ask if, so would you say you're more introverted or extroverted? So I'm on the line, I guess, but I'm more of an introvert, but it's really great that I'm a hairstylist because it forces me to be out of my little bubble. And okay. Yeah. That's what I, for sure. But that's what I was going to ask. Cause I feel like in a service industry, you kind of have to be, I mean, you have to have good people skills in, um, selling goods as well in a storefront, but I feel like it's probably a lot. You probably have to like lean into that side a lot of talking to people. And I wondered if that ever, yeah, except like, she gets your energy secrets. Like, they get the best tea. <laughs> like, do you feel like, I guess if you're on the line of introvert and extrovert, do you feel more drained when you lean into your, um, your business that's service versus goods? Like, did you notice a difference in that in your energy? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that being able to like leave things at the salon has been sort of something that I've had to force myself to do. Mm -hmm. And it, for, for years though, it did really get to me. And like, I would bring home a lot of weights from, from stories that I've heard or just from like coworkers situations. And I don't know, I just, I'm empathetic too, like very empathetic. And I just take on feelings and it's just, it's kind of taught me to, to let, let go a little bit, but with goods, I mean, I think that there was a lot of tension, um, with how I wanted to run that business and how he wanted to run that business and just two creatives, just kind of like butting heads. And so it's hard because it's, I mean, you don't want to take things personally whenever you're creating something and, you know, someone else doesn't agree, but yeah, it, at the end of the day, that's why boundaries are so important. And you got to have a life like outside of creating for work. And yeah. What do you <laughs> do, do? You create outside of work? Yeah. I mean, I try to like keep up hobbies just to kind of like, I love thrifting. And I, every single Monday, it's my kind of my routine. I go to the thrift store. It. And it's just like a treasure hunt. And I force myself to be creative with what I buy. And I love, um, I love taking pictures and like editing pictures, but I recently just bought a camera 
a film camera and I'm really going to try to like actually make that um, work, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> when, when I, when, gosh, was I in high school, Jenny? I was either in high school or maybe right out of college where we both didn't have a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. so we would go together and like Goodwill hop. And oh my gosh, yes. I feel like Pinterest might have been around. It it might have like just come around where you could see the outfits. We couldn't afford the outfits, but we would go to Goodwill (laughs) Mm -hmm. and get like pieces that kind of looked like it and make our own outfits. Yeah, well, that's favorite so thing fun. to do. Yes, I that love it. resonates with me the thrifting because I find like it's such a different feeling and experience to go to a store and not know what you're looking for and then find something that speaks to you. It's just so different than going to a store and having 10 of one item. And oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love it. Thrifting's the- so fun. Uh, Bethany might not know that about Jenny's business started because she repurposed things she would find at stores yeah. like that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, decor. just being creative. It's so, and it makes you think outside the box. And- it does. Yeah, and I just like the eco-friendly, like repurposing things instead of always getting something new. I should that go were- to like thrift stores and get cotton shirts and stuff and use it for pop- yeah. like the. Plashers. You really should like a That'd vintage cool. line. And yeah, you can like tie dye them with bleach and do all sorts yeah. of destructive. No one's doing um, my idea. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I heard y'all's first episode, Jenny, it reminded me of my mom because she would totally do the same thing. Like we would go to the antique mall and she would get vintage China and crush it up and make like a mosaic table out of it. Oh, or wow. like That's... reupholster a lampshade and like. You know, it so. is. It's so thrilling because it feels like, wow, I created this. Like, like when you're in the creative zone, that's my favorite place to be because it just feels so good that you're making something. I love it. Yeah. And Bethany is super creative. She was even like that in high school, but you guys can't see because we're on video, but Bethany has a beautiful <laughs> sleeve tattoo. I know I'm crushing on your tattoos. Right yeah. Now. So pretty. Oh, love it. They're so Thank pretty. Um, I was going to ask you a question about, um, oh, I know what it was. For hair and makeup, so we've talked about how it's really scary getting reviews for goods and services, which you've been on that side too, or for goods. But as far as services go, I always wonder about hairstylists. Like, are you panicked the whole time that the person isn't going to like their hair? Um, no, I. I you just know that, you're awesome, and they're going <laughs> to. I okay. Wait, I'll take that back. Like there, there is a small percentage of the time where I. I will feel a little bit scared, but I, I know that I can always figure out what they don't like and we can work together to make sure that they do. And so that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the idea of doing color for so long. Cause it scared me that I could possibly lift yeah. someone's hair too light or, you know, it compromised the integrity of it. But I think now that I'm like over 10 years in, I, I kind of, no, you know, ways around things, but yeah, I'm still, I still get nervous sometimes, but I, people are, people are understanding if you, they know that you're genuinely listening to them and like really trying to see what they're mm-hmm. wanting. And I mm-hmm. think that that's just what it takes. Yeah. My hair, my hair stylist, I'll be like, 
uh, well, I haven't done anything drastic to her yet, but I have gone into my hairstylist to get bangs. And I told my hairstylist that my current one, and she was like, I'm not sure I will ever let you get bangs. Like she is so like upfront with like, I just don't know about that. <laughs> and I love it. I love that. She's like, maybe not this time. <laughs> let's think on that for, let's sleep on that for a couple months and see what yeah. you think then. <laughs> Yes. Learning how to read your clients and know that like, mm, is this just an emotional decision right now? Like, let's think about it. <laughs> so we just put out our Enneagram episode yesterday. And I know Bethany's into the Enneagram because I follow her and see all her stuff. And so I know what Enneagram number you are, but do you want to tell everybody what Enneagram number you are? Yeah. By the way, that episode was really good. I listened to it today. (laughs) Wow. It makes me like rethink everything sometimes when I read all of them or listen about all of them. But I, for a long time, thought I was a four, but turns out that is what I am in times of stress. And so I'm actually a one wing two, the advocate. And I've I have always been that way. Like when I was a kid, I was just really passionate about standing up for other people other kids that were getting bullied or just like, you know, whatever I believed in. And so I will say though, that being a perfectionist is really difficult as a business owner, because I just sometimes don't get anything done because I'm just like, I don't want to mess up. I don't, I want it to be perfect. And then I just, I don't, I don't get it done. So yeah. I'm a one wing too. (laughs) I'm wondering if, because you're so creative in that four space, if you're you when you're stressed and afraid right you jump to things that fours would do and like be in your emotions and and create out of that I wonder if that pushes you into growth then which would be your seven right Mm -hmm. which would be like all right I created this let's do it let's go for it like it's almost like a a circle yeah, it's and then I think about how the five ties in and I'm like, well, I identify with five. So I don't know <laughs> though. It's it's so interesting how that all works, but I can see that whenever I am feeling like my best self, I am enthusiastic, but I also love helping people and just being a helper. But uh yeah, I it's just so interesting. It's, I think it does take years though, sometimes to figure out, like, I don't think a quiz can tell you. No, no. I agree. Mm -hmm. Nope. For sure. And even when we were reading through the uh, profiles the other day, so much of them, you're like, Oh, I I know between two numbers. Every time I'm like, I really like resonate with a lot of that, but I, okay. So I'm not the only one. That's good to know. Yeah. No, I like what you said, Christina, about the motive. It's your motive behind it. Mm -hmm. That helped me. Cause yeah, a lot, I can identify with one, five, four, five, (laughs) six, nine, a lot of them, but it definitely comes back to the fear of like, being afraid of everything, things going wrong. So yeah, I know I'm a six. Bethany, you said is perfection, like needing it to go a certain way. Um, So I have a question because um, you've had hard circumstances in your life. So Mm -hmm. how has that, how does that go with your one heart? Like how, because those are things outside of your control has, I mean, I'm assuming it pushes you into growth for sure. But um, like, I think like whenever, so whenever my mom got sick, whenever I was in college, um, I really retreated like into a dark 
phase where all I wanted to do is just listen to music and escape and just be, I mean, the saddest for in the universe. Like I just <laughs> didn't want to do anything that was good for me. And so I, I don't, I mean, I was just basically in survival mode. Um, and then like last year, I mean, and there were, I've had hard times, you know, between those two times too, but I think every time that I go through something where I feel um, like I'm being really challenged now that I am a believer, because for a while I just didn't have any faith in anything. Um, I think that being a part of something that makes me feel so passionate, like being a part of worship in church or like just being a part of a community that um, I see other people um, succeeding in who they were meant to be. Um, I, I kind of tap into like, okay, I made a certain way for a reason and it's okay that I'm feeling like I just want to be creative and like on my own and listen to music or whatever, like that's okay. But I also am capable of doing great things and being alive and just like seeing the other side of it. So it's great to now kind of like, know. I mean, for a while I was like, okay, I'm, INFJ, like I'm the most rare personality type, and like that really. <laughs> I just am an INFJ too. <laughs> We're so <Yeah>. rare. <laughs> yeah, but for a while, I mean, I don't know. For you, did it kind of make you feel like, oh, I'm just this weirdo that like nobody understands? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, no. I actually was just. I don't want to go too off on a tangent, but just today I was meeting with my coach and talking about how like. I've had this epiphany where for so long, I felt like, let's just say INFJ, but whatever I am was like, not who I was supposed to be. And I was supposed to be like, EX, all the other I'm ones. Like, I don't like, know Myers-Briggs. I, I Well, and so, so long I've been trying to force this one, but reject this one and like coming back into who I am and realizing like, she's good. Who's who this is and not mm-hmm. trying to be one of the others. And it, it, it's like freeing, but it also, you have to get to a point where you're like, no, this is good. All your misconceptions about what's normal and what's not and what you should be and shouldn't be like, once you shed all that and be her, it's freeing. Yeah. Being really confident in that. And that's just like what I try to remind myself when <laughs> Yeah. In hard times, but then in good times too, like when I get off track and I'm just like, you know, like trying to be my enthusiastic self, I, I get distracted. And so then I have to reel it in, but yeah, it's, it doesn't put you in a box. It frees you. I agree. It's mm-hmm. like, it's helpful. So what you do a lot of, um, kind of freelance, I guess, as a, a bridal company, but what does your typical day look like? I mean, my week is not a typical, um, nine it's not one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, so I'm in the salon from Tuesday or from Wednesday to Friday. Um, I take clients cut and color in the salon and then bridal trials, of course. And then Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. Now weddings are happening on Mondays too. Sometimes it's crazy. I will usually just save those days for weddings, but my admin days where I really just like focus on um, timelines and correspondence, email is usually I try to just do Tuesday, but I end up doing Monday too sometimes. But 
Yeah. Monday's so thrifting Mondays. day. <laughs> I know. Oh, hey, I'm going to the post office and I'm going to the thrift store on Mondays. Like you'll find me there every, every week. Um, but yeah, I try my best to save at least two days, like Sundays and Mondays where I don't take any clients, but some weddings, some weekends I do three weddings like this past weekend. So wow. Yeah. Especially I heard that the wedding industry is up by like not not only what it was normally before COVID, but double because of people rebooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it's good. Insane. I mean, now it's time to catch up, I guess. It's a lot. It's so good. But it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so on your obviously you love essential oils. Mm-hmm. But if you've had a, like a really stressful day or a really stressful week, what is like something that you do to help de-stress yourself? Oh my goodness. I love diffusing. I literally have my diffusers running at all times in my house, but I feel like my go-to is just to do, a, even if it's like 10 minutes of yoga, 10 to 20 minutes of yoga with I I have so many oils, you guys. I just don't even, <laughs> I don't have like just one that I like, but I will say, I mean, putting oils topically like on my skin at all times of the day, like CBD oil, I have this roller that I just put on um, when I feel anxious. And I, yeah, that that's every single day um, that I put that on. But then frankincense is a weird smell to a lot of people, but it's really high frequency and grounding. And so that is amazing for grounding and just chilling out. And if I had a better bathtub, I'd take a bath like every night, but I live in a tiny apartment right now. So (laughs) no big baths. (laughs) Can only dream. (laughs) What would be like something that you would tell any business owner that's out there listening or any woman in general who is in a really tough season and still trying to work a business have to be on on certain times like what was a piece of advice you would give her um i would say don't allow yourself to get to like a burnout mode of just like we're just surviving and not like living i think our instinct like my instinct is just to be like what i'm doing is not working um i have to start something new and like just it kind of an escapism mentality and so i think for me like reminding myself that there are other people that are also struggling and, you know, not necessarily like comparing myself to them, but knowing that it's okay to do things imperfect. And as long as there's movement, like having that be the finish line, having that be the goal, because I think I learned this from the lazy genius. I have to give her credit, but she, (laughs) Kendra Adachi, but she's- I love her. She's so great. Yeah. And just learning that like, having that movement be the goal, just do one thing, like one thing that you can do, even if it's just answer an email, like you can do it and you'll feel better about yourself for doing it. So don't That's so helpful. That is so practical. One thing, that's what I'm going to tell myself. (laughs) One thing, Christina. One. Do the one (laughs) thing. out loud. Um, And for those of you who are in a tough season, I would highly recommend we're going to give you Bethany's social media handles. And like I said in the beginning, go follow her. She is so open and honest, so transparent. She said before we even started some of the things she shares, she's like, oh, why did I share that? (laughs) Um, But it's so 
I mean, it just speaks life into people. It really does. And I know, like I said, I have friends going through similar things and I've sent them your posts. You're like, you have to read this. She's just so encouraging. And um, I love the, just one thing, just one thing today. Even if yeah, it's get out and, of bed, right? <laughs> and I like what you said too, about knowing that other people are going through it too. Cause that is such a helpful thing to know. Like the, we can do hard things um, statement. That's not just like, we can do hard things, but thinking of it, like we collectively as humanity in it together can do hard things. And that always helps me to, cause I think, especially when you struggle with anxiety, you live in your mind a lot and feel very alone. Like everything's mm-hmm. you. And um, I think sharing stories like this, knowing, like actually hearing we're not alone, it, then you can draw on that um, like love and togetherness when you are physically alone and can pull on that and know well, we're not alone and we we're in it together. So I like that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Bethany, why don't you tell us where they can find you on Instagram? Thank you for being so sweet about my Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to have too high hopes out there, but like <laughs> I just try to keep it real. I have my personal Instagram and it's Bethany at Bethany Elise. And then I have my hair and makeup blend at Bethany Elise Beauty um, with the underscore. And yeah, it's. And we'll make sure to post a picture of us and tag your businesses so they can follow. But it's. E-L-Y-S-E, right? For Elise? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you came on and we're so grateful for what you shared. Thank y'all so much. This was so fun. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.